Chapter 9 Motives to Persevere in Godliness So that I may encourage Christians to persevere in godliness, I will propose four considerations. 1. It is the glory and crown of a Christian to be gray-headed in godliness. Manasson of Cyprus, an old disciple. Acts 21.16 What an honor it is to see a Christian's garments red with blood, yet his conscience pure white and his graces green and flourishing. 2. How do sinners persevere in their sins? They are settled on their lees. Zephaniah 1.12 The judgments of God will not deter or remove them. They say to their sin, as Ruth said to Naomi, Whither thou goest, I will go. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Ruth 1, 16-17 Nothing will part these people from their sins. Oh, what a shame it is that the wicked should be embedded in evil, and we not embedded in good. What a shame that they are more steadfast in the devil's service than we are in Christ's. 3. Our perseverance in godliness may be a means of affirming others. Cyprian's hearers followed him to the place of his suffering, and when they saw his steadfastness in the faith, they cried out, Let us also die with our holy pastor. Many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Philippians 1.14 Paul's zeal and steadfastness animated the onlookers. His prison chains made converts in Nero's court, and history records that two of those converts became martyrs. 4. We will lose nothing by persevering in godliness. There are eight glorious promises that God has given to the persevering saints. 1. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Revelation 2.10 Christian, you may lose the breath of life, but not the crown of life. 2. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life. Revelation 2, 7. This tree of life is the Lord Jesus. This tree infuses life and prevents death. The day we eat of this tree, our eyes will indeed be opened to see God. 3. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Revelation 2.17 This promise consists of three parts. A. I will give to eat of the hidden manna. This is wondrous, and it signifies the love of God, which is manna for sweetness and hidden for its rarity. B. I will give him a white stone. This refers to pardon and forgiveness. Jerome said that this may be called a precious stone. C. In the stone is a new name. 
This refers to adoption. He will be considered an heir of heaven, and no one can know it except the one who has the confidential seal of the Spirit to assure him of it. 4. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 3, 5. The persevering saint will be clothed in white. This is a symbol of joy. Ecclesiastes 9, 8. He will put off his mourning and will be clothed in the white robe of glory. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life. God will blot a believer's sins out, but he will not blot his name out. The book of God's decree has no error in it but I will confess his name. If anyone has confessed Christ on earth and worn his colors when it was death to wear them, Christ will not be ashamed of him, but will confess his name before his Father and the holy angels. Oh, what a comfort and honor it will be to receive a pleasant and welcome look from Christ at the last day, and to have Christ acknowledge us by name and say, These are the ones who stood up for my truth and kept their garments pure in a defiling age. These will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. 1. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. Revelation 3.12 There are many excellent things expressed in this promise. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. The hypocrite is a reed shaken by the wind, but the conquering saint will be a glorious pillar, a pillar of strength and a pillar in the temple for sanctity. And he shall go no more out. I understand this, as referring to a glorified state. He shall go no more out. That is, after he has overcome, he will no more go out to the wars. He will never have more sin or temptation to conflict with. No more noise of drum or cannon will be heard. But having won the field, the believer will now stay at home and divide the spoil and I will write upon him the name of my God. That is, he will be openly acknowledged as his child, just as the son bears his father's name. How honorable that saint must be who has God's own name written on him. And I will write upon him the name of the city of my God. That is, he will be registered as an inhabitant or citizen of the new Jerusalem above. He will be made free of the angelic society. 2. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Revelation 2.26 This may have a double mystery. It may be understood of the saints living on earth that they will have power over the nations and that their zeal and patience will overpower the adversaries of truth.
Acts 6.10, or mainly it may be understood of the saints triumphing in heaven. They will have power over the nations. They will share with Christ in some of his power, and they will join with him in judging the world at the last day. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? 1 Corinthians 6, 2. 3. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Revelation 3, 21. First is the saints' dignity. They shall sit upon the throne. Next is their safety. They will sit with Christ. Christ holds them securely, and no one will pluck them off his throne. The saints may be turned out of their houses, but they cannot be turned out of Christ's throne. People can as well pluck a star out of the sky as a saint off the throne. 4. I will give him the morning star. Revelation 2.28 Although the saints may be stained with reproach in this life, and although they may be called factious and disloyal, Paul himself suffered trouble, in the opinion of some people, as an evildoer. 2 Timothy 2.9 Yet God will bring forth the saints' righteousness as the light, and they will shine like the morning star, which is brighter than the rest. I will give him the morning star. This morning star refers to Christ, as if Christ had said, I will give the persevering saint some of my beauty. I will put some of my splendid rays on him. He shall have the nearest degree of glory to me, just as the morning star is nearest the sun. Oh, what soul-ravishing promises are here! Who would not want to persevere in godliness? Whoever is not affected by these promises is either a stone or a beast.